Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. In the dark of the night Comes a shimmering light To guide you All along the twisted roads In your mind darkness grows And the whispering trees Blow a dark haunting breeze Right through you Telling tales young and old Hope that you enjoy the show Hello, everybody. Today is Monster Legend Podcast, and we have a special episode with Brendan. How are you doing, man? Hey, Tanner. Good. How about you, man? Doing great. Talking about this uh, channel you have here called Master Talk. What's it about? Yeah, for sure. So, Master Talk is a YouTube channel I started to help the world master the art of public speaking communication. I realized with everything that I was doing, in, in corporate and consulting and university that a lot of the content on YouTube on public speaking is really terrible. So I thought I would make some videos for people so they can learn and, and grow from there. Nice. Well, what's the difference between like public speaking and like a corporate setting versus like a university setting and like on YouTube? Is there a difference between those? Yeah, two? of course. So with, with corporate, there's specific constraints in your presentation. So this is your boss comes up to you and says, Tanner, I need you to give you, give you, I need you to present this and this topic. Well, that's what you're going to present and that's what you have to do. There's not as much creativity as you would like. In a university or just a setting where you're presenting something that you're passionate about, something you want to give, in that type of setting, the constraints start to lower. So in university, you'll still have some guidelines that you need to follow, but you still have a lot more room to be creative in those types of presentations. And then if you go to something like YouTube, that's a completely different style of presenting. Like when I started YouTube myself, I was terrible. Even if I'd presented hundreds of times. And the reason is because in an in-person presentation, you can feed off the energy of your audience. So let's say you're speaking to 50 people. You can say, okay, Tanner's watching. He seems to be enjoying this content. Let me feed off his energy, his positivity. You can't do that on video. Because yeah. you're alone in your basement and there's nobody yeah. to talk to. Yeah, you're talking to a camera. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's challenging for me. Even this used to be very challenging for me too. What's the like, biggest tip you can give someone like when I first publicly speaking? Yeah, for sure. I would say the big thing is finding your public speaking why. 
the issue with public speaking is not actually practicing it, but rather having an incentive to practice. So let's say you want to get the next promotion at work. You have a cause that you care about, or more importantly, you're like the CEO of an idea, not necessarily a company, but an idea or a movement that you care about. You want to crystallize that reason why you want to master communication then after you're very clear, you'll want to practice more consistently. And then the second thing I'd recommend is joining a community of accountability. So a Toastmasters group, it's a public speaking organization, super cheap to join. That's a great way to really build that community so that you stay accountable. Then you can watch the videos and learn more about communication and start getting into the tactics. Nice. I remember, you guys ever be in school, like, Teacher call you up in front of the class and read the, your essay. I hate, always hated that. <laughs> Nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Like just to give you context on my story, when I when I was five years old, my parents told me I had to go to French school because in Montreal, where I'm from, yeah. you have to you have to know how to speak French or else you can't really do well in the in the business world or really in any job market in the city. But the issue was I didn't speak a word of French. So not only was I uncomfortable presentations my whole life, I had to give presentations in a language I didn't even know. So, yeah. so it was definitely challenging. I can relate. Uh, when, did you, when did you first start your channel? Yeah, so I started. So I've been coaching people on public speaking since I was 19. So it was just something that I, I love to do. It was, I used to do these things called case competitions. So think of it like professional sports, like the NBA or the NFL, yeah. but for nerds. So instead of presenting three or, or rather doing exercises three or four times, your coach is yelling at you. We did that with presentations. So I presented hundreds of times over the last couple of years. And then I was coaching people. And then three years into coaching, you know, people one-on-one, university students, a lot of people just asked me like how I learned how to speak. And if I, you know, if I shared YouTube resources or things like that, or if he was, or if I was listening to any YouTube videos, I would just look at them and go, what do you mean? Like, why would anyone watch a YouTube video on public speaking? Then I started watching a lot of my competition. I realized how terrible it was. So I started in January, 2019. So I've been doing it for 18 months now on YouTube. How's YouTube been for you? It's been fun. It's challenging. I I think the advice I have for people is depending on what sport you want to play, whether it's cooking, you know, baking, podcasting, starting a YouTube channel, getting a great job out of school, you really need to understand your sport. So for me with YouTube, the biggest benefit is if you, if you actually post once a week for 10 years consistently, you will probably become very successful on YouTube, even if your content isn't great because you're very consistent, right? That's the challenge with YouTube. Just most creators, you know, they try and get in for like the quick buck or quick anything. I haven't, I still haven't monetized my channel. I'm 18 months in, right? So it's, it's really about understanding like what is the five, 10 year game that I'm playing? Why am I actually doing this channel? Who's it for? What's it for? And who's benefiting? And if you're not clear on those elements, you're going to give up really quickly on YouTube. Yeah. All right. So that's my take. Great. Uh, you still have like a YouTube channel, like doing Let's Plays. And it was a hassle. Remember like every, every week you get to keep up with doing a video every week and you got school and job and everything. It's like, 
If you don't know what you're doing, if you don't know what like what you're doing it for, like you said, it's you get lost in it. You just give up on it, really. I, I had co- I had too much college going on at the time. I had to stop doing it. Exactly. You know, that's the thing. It's so easy for people to to, you know, start something and just go, ah, oh, you know, enough time. Just to give you an idea of how I think about YouTube, I make my videos a year in advance. So all of my videos this year are already done. So, so I don't run into those types of issues. Now I'm writing my content for next year, but it goes to show you to your audience how serious I take the platform, right? In the same way you're, you're spending a lot more time on the podcast, I do the same thing with YouTube. So as long as you're very focused on the, what you want to achieve, what the goals are, then you can push forward. Advice for like any topic, really. Yeah. Anything you want to do. How's a, has um, your coaching affected, been affected by this COVID thing? Yeah, lots of ways. <laughs> so, uh, well, a lot of my speaking revenue went to zero because I, I usually do speaking engagements around the, around the, you know, the place, you know, flying out to different cities and, giving talks or corporate trainings. So that, that didn't do so well. That didn't go so well for me, <laughs> which is okay. That's life. So I, th- I think the strategy is more about, this is what happened. That's okay. How do you pivot? What are the new opportunities that exist? So I'll give you an example. Since my goal at the end of the day is to be the number one YouTuber on public speaking, I don't mind giving speeches for free as long, or you know, coming on podcasts and adding value because all I'm, I want to do is promote the YouTube channel. Right? So what happened with Toastmasters is there 16,000 clubs around the world where like little groups of people where they practice public speaking every week? Well, what happened with COVID is all of their meetings suddenly went virtual. They all went online. So that gave me an amazing opportunity. I just started pitching myself. I said, I'll come give you a free keynote. And they would all, so I would start to join clubs from around the world. So I was in uh, one in, uh, in the UK a couple of weeks ago, India, that I did a lot in my home city. So I've just been doing Toastmaster presentations every day. So there's always an opportunity if you're willing to take it. Nice. What's, uh, what's the difference between like doing something like in-person presentation versus like virtual? Yeah, So in-person is in a lot of ways a lot easier than, than a virtual presentation. Let me explain why. So let's say me, me and Tanner are in a presentation together. I know your reaction. I know how you're engaging to what I'm saying. I can see the emotion and I can feed off of that energy. I don't have that luxury necessarily in an online presentation. A good analogy I like to give is telling a joke. If I tell a joke, Tanner's sitting there in the room. He's either going to laugh or he's not going to laugh. So he's either going to find it funny. Oh, that's a funny joke. Or he's going to say, this is terrible. It's not funny. But at least I know. Right, I know what the game online, you don't even have that luxury. So, in other words, what I'm trying to say is you need to tell a joke and assume it's funny. You need to say something smart and assume it's smart. And that requires a lot of confidence, but I'm sure it's something everyone can master. But one way I can you can I can help you all think through this is if you can present really well virtually, when you go back to in-person presentations, you'll be a superstar. Like in Montreal. Oh, the city? Yeah. Yeah, the city is nice. It's, a, it's an interesting place where 
we all speak two languages at the same time. So most of the people who live in the city are, well, I come to the States a lot, you know, LA and different parts of, of the US. But in Montreal, it's, it's particular in the sense that everyone speaks English and French at the same time. So if, if, you, if you don't know one of the two languages, you kind of miss half the conversation, <laughs> which is interesting. But yeah, no, I love it here. It's why, it's why I, you know, I just stay here and I, I get to enjoy this, this space here as well. Um, one dish in, in Canada that's like potatoes and something. What's it called? The what's it what called? Um, it's I don't know. That was her like a famous dish in Canada. A uh, poutine. Yeah, poutine. Yes, it, thank you. How's that? I want to always want to try some. Oh, you need to try it, man. It's it's amazing. So for those who don't know, poutine is uh, is fries. It's not very healthy, though, I'll, I'll admit. It's fries yeah. with gravy on it and cheese oh. curds. So it's, nice. uh, it's, it's, quite the, it's quite the treat. Let's just say I don't, I don't eat it as much as I um, – I, I don't eat it that much because it's not very healthy. But, man, when I eat it, I savor it. That's for sure. <laughs> Sounds like down here in the south, you have, like, biscuits and gravy and sausage. I gotta, I gotta try some of that if I'm ever in Tennessee. <laughs> what's um? So where'd you, where'd you grow up at? You grew up in Montreal. You got it. Born, born and raised. So I lived nice. there my whole life. Nice. I was wanting to like travel the world and stuff, but it's expensive. Plus, like everything's like close. Can't really go nowhere right now. Anyway. You know, you know, I think what I realized is as long as you prioritize the right things, you'll always have money. So let's say, yeah. for example, your goal is to travel. Okay, what, what's the cost of that? Okay, that means I need to spend less on buying a house or getting a car or sacrificing yeah. on other things. And that's what I've done with Master. Like just to give your audience an idea. Say, I have a six-figure corporate job, but I don't own a car. I live with my mom. I barely own anything. And I do that because my priorities reinvestigate in the YouTube channel and traveling. So that's where I spend my money. So it's all about prioritizing what you actually care about. Nice. So the way to put it, put it like a focus on what you want to do. It's really good. Absolutely. Focus is everything because society conditions us to think a certain way, right? Oh, Tanner, you should get married, have kids, live in a house with a two picket fence and that's your life. And you're kind of there like, why is, why are we doing this? Why is that a thing? Versus just saying, if I were to model my own life, what would that life look like? For me, it doesn't look like any of those things. Maybe I'll have kids, but like besides the, like the white picket fence thing, the house thing doesn't make sense to me, right? So it's all about figuring out what makes sense for you. Sure. What's been your favorite place to visit on your travels? Yeah, so I'm, I'm a bit more particular with my travel. So a lot of people, what they do on vacation is they go to like Hawaii or Tahiti or, you know, they enjoy like they sit on a beach for a week. I hate that. I, I don't like wasting my time, right? I like having conversations like this. I like creating, I like building. So every time I go on vacation, I actually don't pick the location. The conference picks it for me. So let's say, for instance, one of my favorite events is this event uh, called Summit of Greatness. It's a podcaster named Lewis Howes who hosts it every year. That's in the middle of nowhere. It's in Columbus, Ohio. But I go to Columbus every year. Not this year because it got moved, but, you know, like every other year. 
just to go talk to the people there because the people who attend the event are fantastic. Yeah. I'm also going to Estonia next year for another, um, for another conference where a lot of cool people will be at for a month. It's called Mind Valley University. So the idea is I always invest my, my time and resources to just go meet people like me. Nice. I love, people. I love like meeting new people. It's really interesting how like where they come from and their their feel, you know. Completely agree. Uh, how, how do you deal with like haters on YouTube? Yeah, haters. Okay, let's let's have a talk about this one. So the idea is. Much like any sport, and this is true with anything, okay? Yeah. Let's, let's evaluate this. If you're at the bottom, people are going to ignore you. Yeah. If you're in the middle, people you won't, make, won't think you're going to make it. And if you're at the top, right? If you're at the absolute top, people will try and bring you down. So it doesn't matter yeah. where you're out of the cycle. There's always going to be people who don't like what you do. And I'm a good example of this. I'm just a guy who's making YouTube videos for people on public speaking. No swearing, no like uh, opinionated content, just free stuff, no paywall, just value. And I still get hate, right? So it goes to show you, it doesn't matter what you build. You're always going to get hate. So what you need to ask yourself is what matters more to you? Other people's judgments of what you're doing or the overarching mission of what you're trying to achieve. So for me, you know, like I'm like every other human, I get bothered by when people, you know, call me out on things that make no sense or things like that. But I always remember why I'm doing this, not for the money, not for this extra paycheck, but rather because there are people out there in the world who are suffering from a poor ability to communicate their ideas properly. So movements don't get started, ideas don't get shared, and inventions don't become public because people don't want to share their ideas. So, and they can't, also can't yeah, afford it. Yeah, it sucks. So and the only person that is going to do anything about it is me. I have to share the videos. Yeah. I don't do it, no one else will. Right? So that's why, uh, that's why I'm very... Uh, Focused on who I'm helping rather than who's uh, who's trying to take me down. Yeah, I think that people should like need do you, do what you want to do. Don't worry about the haters. It's all that matters, really. And they, hundred percent. Yeah, it's a good point about the stifling like innovation and ideas. I mean, thought about that. I mean. Like I thought about it, but I haven't like hasn't crossed my mind lately. Weird. Yeah, like another thing I could add here is people don't really realize who the real enemy is. You know, they think it's their neighbor, the person who's hates them, you know, the their coworkers. The real enemy though is time. Time yeah. is the is the ultimate yeah. equalizer. And once you realize that it was time all along, you don't know when you're going to go. You don't know how you're going to go. You don't know when you're going to go. That should motivate you to say, well, regardless of all the troubles in my life, I got 40 years to play this game. So how am I going to play it? Then from there, you, you get really clear on what you need to do. Nice. So, so my, bro my brother-in-law is like 
we got like one life to live. We have all we do everything we want to do in this life. You know, got it's good. Really smart, by the way. Really. It's all about adding value wherever I can, man. Exactly. Um, what's been your favorite? You ever um, um, coach at any colleges or anything like that? Did Did you ask me about coaches? Is that what you said? Do you ever ask? Um, ever did like a presentation at a college or anything? A petition? Or a college presentation? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. college. Pres- Sorry about that, Tanner. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. So I went to I went to university. So I, a lot of the presentations I gave were were college related or university related. And to be honest, I I never really liked my classroom presentation. They're really boring. What was really fun was when I was competed in competition. So just to give you an idea of how crazy this world was. There are literally people from Thailand who would fly out to Montreal, pay $10,000 of entry fees, hotel, accommodations, food, all these expenses that their school covers just to present PowerPoint slides. What the? That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. People from Florida, like uh, the University of uh, Florida would come, Georgetown would come. A lot, of, a lot of universities from around the world would come to Montreal just to present slides. Yeah, it was a crazy world. That's why I learned so quickly. Like I started Master Talk when I was 22, right? So I'm fairly young for a speech coach. So the reason is because I just compressed dec- decades worth of knowledge into a few years. Um, who was like the forefather of like public speaking knowledge? I wish I knew. <laughs> no one's asking. I guess I guess I'm the new I'm the new brown forefather. Yeah. I can talk about my mentors though if you want, but I don't really know the the history though, unfortunately. Yeah, let's talk about your mentors. Yeah, for sure. So someone I look up to a lot, if especially if people are looking for a read or book recommendations, is this guy named Scott Harrison. So Scott Harrison is the CEO and founder of Charity Water. So it's a nonprofit organization that looks to provide clean drinking water for the world. What's really interesting about Scott is the way that he uses storytelling to increase the number of funds that he gets for his charity. So he has a particular model where there's two bank accounts in the charity. One of them, and he calls it the 100% model. One of it, all the money goes to the charity. You know, you donate 30 bucks a month. I donate 30 bucks a month, whatever. And then the second account is all of the overhead costs. So he gets a bunch of rich people to fund all the overhead. So the way that he structured the organization is really smart. And I also like the way that he thinks. And he's been a big mentor for me. So I highly recommend his book. It's called Thirst by Scott Harrison. It's been endorsed by a lot of famous people. You know, Bill Gates, Richard Branson, Brene Brown, Arianna Huffington. So that's a great, that's a great read. Nice. Where can they find that book? Like on Amazon, I guess? Yeah, you can get it on Amazon. It's a New York Times bestseller. So you can like go on Audible and just download it or you can buy it off Amazon. What's been your, uh, your favorite book? That it would be thirst, yeah. Thirst, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a bunch of favorite books, but but usually people don't like a, a huge book list, or else they don't go and take action on it. So I think thirst is definitely that's the one that's transformed my life the most. I would say. When did you want? When did you realize you wanted to be uh, coaching public speaking? For YouTube specifically, or just in general? In general. Yeah, in general. So what happened was. 
I wanted to win competitions. So when I was in university, I wanted to get a job in consulting or banking. These are the top uh, jobs out of business school, right? That everyone wants. It's just the issue is not many people get it, but most of the people who do do these types of competitions. That's why we compete. But then it slowly became an obsession. So public speaking wasn't something I was necessarily passionate about at the beginning. But it was rather something I loved or started getting into because I had a talent for it. I was just really good. Not at the beginning, obviously, as you can tell from my story with the whole French and struggling with public speaking my whole life. But when I started getting into competitions, because I'm someone who's very competitive, I just said, wow, like this is amazing. I love the speaking. I love being great at this. I love refining every little syllable of every little word of what I was saying. And it just became an obsession. So it was competitions that started my spark there. Let's think of like almost anything you can do. Like it's like it takes practice, really. Absolutely. Like, like with public speaking and with like leadership skills, that's great for like business settings and colleges and everything. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like I find the big mistake a lot of presenters make is let's say it's Wednesday and you have a presentation for Friday. Your boss or your professor comes up to you and says, Tanner, I need you to build this slide. So you spend a couple of days, you go like clickety, clackety, you try and figure out some yeah. slides. You present it, and then what happens? You go to the next presentation. Whereas in sports or in really any endeavor, you really spend a lot of times on the fundamentals, which means if you're doing karate, you're going to kick that same kick a thousand times. If you're playing soccer, you're going to kick that ball in the same way a thousand times. But in presentations, for some reason, we just do it once and we go, okay, next presentation. But we don't. But the best speakers in the world, like Gary Vaynerchuk or Tony Robbins or Seth Godin or Mel Robbins, what they all do is they present the same thing over again and over again. Like Gary has been presenting the same exact speech for 10 years. Wow. Right. So repetition is excellence. You need to practice the same thing over and over again until it's perfect. Exactly. Like, um, like you practice, you like get those, like, like your memory gets better of how to do it. And you like every practice iteration, like you find like different nuances. You like how to say, like you're saying, how to say different words and timing, everything like, everything like that. How to, your tone, how you say it and everything. It's Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And that comes with practice and time and having the right tactics, you know, whether it's for my videos, whether it's a Toastmasters club, whether it's any resource you choose to use, you need to keep building up your perspective on how to present properly and keep upping your game. What's been your, uh, what's, what is your favorite speech in history? So there's a lot. I, I one, I love watching Scott Harrison's keynotes personally. So Scott's one of my big mentors and I look at him a lot as an inspiration. I also like Seth Godin stuff. So Seth is, um, he's a huge marketing expert in the world, sells millions of copies of his books. He has the, one of the most famous blogs in the world as well. He's a great speaker, really amazing. So those two. So I would say Scott Harrison and Seth Godin. Nice. Um. How are you today? What's going on with you? Life is good, man. I think, you know, just working while, uh, while we're getting things started, you know, just focused on the grind, focused on 
how can I increase, you know, how can I increase the reach of what I'm doing? So I'm, I'm very particular in the sense I'm always working all the time because that's just what I enjoy doing. But yeah, other than that, life is always great. I get to spend time with my family. I live with them all the time. So I get to balance my time properly between family and work. Yeah. I still live, well, I still live at home too. And it's, stuff is expensive, as you know. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Plus, she's like, my mom's like 65 and handicapped. And I, she couldn't afford this place without me. And we, and I get my own place one day. If I, I don't, I'm not, uh, I don't want to put her out in her home. Put her out in her home. Or just, you know. So, so I'm a mom. Like I'm sure you love your parents too. No, I'm with you. I I think that's the thing what we have messed in society, right? Because society tells us to move out at a very young age. Yeah. So. Basically, so this is one of the things I'm asking people to question, right? So you're telling me there's a rent that's a thousand dollars a month, and you're telling me to go somewhere else and pay another thousand dollars a month, and then be able. So I think the idea is just pick what you like. Like my the thing that I love about living with my mom, my sister, and my grandpa is like we all live in the same house, and I don't know how long my mom is going to be alive. I don't know how long I have with her. I could have twenty years, fifty years, three years. And what's great about this time is I can spend every day with her, right? I don't need to move out and live. Everyone that said they need to move out and gain their independence, well, they're living alone now and it probably sucks right now yeah. with COVID and everything. So I think the idea is just do what works for you. You know, do what works for your life. And my life is great because I can spend all day on the business. My mom helps me with all the other day-to-day chores, whether it's, you know, dinner or things like that. And I pay all the bills. So it works well for all of us. Yeah, I don't like. I don't know how long I have with my mom. She's like, you be like twenty years from now, or like, like Lord forbid, like tomorrow she get hit by a car. Yeah. Mm. Which is people don't spend enough time internalizing that. I find. Yeah. That's a short. Yeah, like uh, I think last year, like two of my friends died in car accidents. Oh, wow. Sorry to hear about that. Yeah, it sucks. Like, uh, and one of them, another friend committed suicide. Wow. Yeah, it was a crappy year. Yeah, clearly. Jeez. Yeah, I think that's the thing. We're, we're all going to have hardships in our life, right? Whether you're, you know, like my dad was an alcoholic when I was young. Like, you know, we all, we all have struggles. I think it's all about understanding what we're trying to achieve with the limited time we have. And if that cause and that vocation is strong enough, it doesn't matter what happens or what gets in our way. We're still going to find a way to get through the finish line. Gotta keep swimming. Gotta keep swimming. That's the key. It's an interesting analogy. I'll take it. (laughs) What's your um, favorite? This is a podcast about monsters and stuff. I think I'll ask at least one later, later question. What's your favorite monster? Oh, geez. My favorite monster. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be an odd answer, but I would probably say uh, me. What do you mean by that? <laughs> what I mean by that is, like, I find, like, a lot of people ask me, like, 
what's what's the biggest misconception they have about me and i would say i'd always say that the biggest misconception people have about me is that i'm a nice person which isn't true i like helping people i find it entertaining but i have that monster-esque quality about me that i enjoy because master talk is a lot more than just helping other people it also fulfills myself in a selfish way right and it also allows me to create a game where I can beat all the other speech coaches and take pleasure from that. So I guess in many ways I am a monster and I take pleasure in knowing that. So I, I think that's my two cents there. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm pretty selfish with this podcast because like all, like all I want to do is like just talk to people and hear their stories and stuff and I'm working out pretty well. <laughs> there you go. What's your um? You listen to podcasts a lot? Oh yeah, a lot. I listen to two hours of podcasts a day, actually. Um, what are some of your favorites? So I listen to three mostly, but I listen to a bunch of others. But I'd say the three big ones is Lewis Howes' School of Greatness, Seth Godin's Akimbo, and Tom Billu's Impact Theory. Oh, which one are girls that don't know about? Those three, what are they all about? Yeah, for sure. So Lewis is, is about so Lewis is one of the um the early podcasters in the day with like Joe Rogan and every one of those characters. And so so Lewis, what he does is he interviews a lot of famous people or different places from different areas of life. So he, one of his shows he brought on a divorce lawyer, which is super interesting, right? He he talked about uh you know, how to avoid divorce, how to think, of, even if that was something I was ever going to get into, but you know what I mean? Like, it was just super interesting the way that he thinks, the way that he interviews people, but more on the famous side, like he's interviewed people like Kobe Bryant you oh. know, before he passed away. So what's interesting about Lewis is he's able to extract information that no other interviewer can get out of them. So let's say for instance, Lewis is interviewing someone. He got Kobe to talk about love and intimacy. Since when does Kobe Bryant talk about love and intimacy, right? So I think Lewis does a great job with that. Tom Billu as well, same thing. He has a very similar style to Lewis. It's just the way that he interviews is a bit different. And he brings on different people. He's amazing as well. He's the CEO of this nutrition company. Really like the way that he navigates and he thinks about his guests. And the third one is called Seth, Seth Godin's Akimbo. So Seth is a huge marketing expert. And Akimbo is basically a 20-minute episode every week where he just riffs on a topic. He's a very great thinker. I really love the way that he, he thinks about life and he thinks through problems. And I've listened to all of his episodes, so it's been fun. That sounds super interesting. I love podcasts. And I, I'm going to check those out later. Yeah, I'll link, I'll link them to you after this call. Nice. Thank you. So uh, what makes like your YouTube videos different from other um, videos on public speaking? All right. Now, now you got, now you asked me the million dollar question. So there's a bunch of stuff, but I would say the big one is that, well, actually there's a bunch. So the first one is production quality, right? I invest 25% of my salary into master talk. That's how much I believe in it because I really want my videos to be timeless in case something happened to me. Right. So I want to make sure these videos are timeless. That's one, two, I'm the only YouTuber who posts once a week on public speaking. There is literally no one else on this platform who are posting consistently every week on public speaking, which is ridiculous. And I would say the third thing is I try and make public speaking fun, educational, and innovative. So a lot of my videos are a lot of very weird in the sense of 
I have a video called the three lessons I learned from karaoke that apply to any presentation. I have lessons that I share with people. And the way that I speak about communication is very new as well. It's fresh. So let's say, for example, you asked me how to organize a talk. I would tell you that public speaking is like a puzzle. A lot of people or the people who start puzzles the first time, you know, an actual puzzle, they don't start with the middle first, right? They do the edges, right? They do the edges first because it's easy. Public speaking works in the same way. A lot of people waste their time shoveling content into their speeches and hoping it falls under the time that they need to speak it in. And what this happens is they ruin the conclusion because they're just trying to funnel through as much content as possible. But instead, if you intentionally ask yourself, what's my introduction going to sound like and what my conclusion is going to sound like, the edges of your puzzle are going to be well-defined so you can finish the entire thing and make a masterpiece. So these types of analogies have never been discussed before. So you get a lot of that from my channel. Very educational. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. What's the, what's been the easiest and hardest part of starting a YouTube channel? Hardest part, definitely the insecurity that I had. So I started Mass Talk when I was 22. Right? It's a very young age to teach communication to people. So who am I to do this? And the answer is very simple, right? I knew more about communication than everyone else, so I was entitled to teach it. But at the same time, I didn't have a PhD. I didn't have the qualifications. I didn't have any of these formal trainings, right? So I was very scared to post. And I also got a lot of hate email from university professors, kind of odd, whole yeah. other thing. But the idea is simple, right? Like that, it was getting over that hump of just posting the first time. But after you do that, whatever, then you're off to the races, right? You're off to doing whatever you need to do. Easiest part, I would say building a team around Master Talk. And this is just good advice for people. If you're just a good person, you'll have a good network. Yeah. If you have a good network, they'll help you achieve what you want to do. So the person who does my videos is my best friend. Right? So my quality my production qualities is, is very, very high for my niche because I have a friend who gives me a severe discount because he's my friend, right? Yeah. So I think it's good to, to have those people in your corner. Same thing with my designer, the guy who does my thumbnails and my logo. He did my logo for free, not because he's trying to get business from me, but because he's my buddy, right? Yeah. So I think that was the easiest thing was building a team around what I was doing. Um, does uh, Master Talk have a website? Yeah, it's mastertalk.ca, but honestly, the YouTube channel is probably where people should go. There's not much on the website, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. Like, having websites like, especially with like mobile stuff today, like, I don't know how many people who like actually go to websites that often anymore. They're usually like on, said on YouTube or like with me, like some kind of podcasting app. Apple or iTunes or Spotify, whatever. It's like, I probably ever get any traffic from my website. Any. Yeah, exactly. That's why I just focus on the channel. Um, so you post every week. So what days a week do you usually post the videos up? Yeah, I post every, every, every Sunday at 430 Eastern. Nice. Like that's a really smart time because everyone's like free chill out on Sundays. You sit back and get some knowledge. 
I, I will point out there is no methodology whatsoever. I just wanted to post on Sunday. So, yeah. <laughs> so people overcomplicate things. They go, oh, I need to get the gear, or the camera. No, you just you just need to post a video and figure out the rest after. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, like podcasting. Like everyone's like, oh, you need to get um, co- whatever it is they use for microphones, not the USB ones, but the other ones are called auxiliary. No, auxiliary. Auxiliary. It could be. Once again, see, I don't even know this stuff. My friend just does all my audio stuff now, except this mic that I use for podcast shows. Yeah. I have no idea what Gary is using, and I'm glad I don't, to be honest. It doesn't play to my strengths. Yeah. It's like, oh, and then you get this and this, this, and then you get this, and hook up to this, and then you hook up to your computer, and it's like, oh, yeah, it costs about $5,000. Like, <laughs> what? I was trying to, what? Like, I don't know. This is nah, I'm with crazy. you, man. What's um? What's been your like your favorite thumbnail in one of your videos? Huh? No one's asked me that. I would say mm, probably the one that's gonna come out in two months about online presentations. So it's like a cool computer on the on the thumbnail. So it's, yeah, my designer does a good job with them. I love all of them to be honest, but if I had to pick one, probably that one. Nice. They're all made by the same person, anyways. So yeah. <laughs> so. I didn't get thumbnail guy. Planning to launch a YouTube channel in like October or whatever this first season ends. Come on. Have we been talking for an hour? Seriously? What the hell? Wow. Time flies, man. Yeah. Learn a lot. So you're on Instagram. You open there? On Instagram a lot? Yeah, exactly. So for everyone who's interested in connecting, I'm not famous like Tanner over here. So feel free to just message me on uh, on Instagram. I'm at Master Your Talk. I'm very accessible. I answer all my DMs. So if you just want to say, hey, you just want to connect, ask me a question, feel free. And if you want to check out my YouTube videos, it's Master Talk in one word. So if you have any feedback from me, feel free to send that by as well. Oh, this is a capitalization. One of the other things that mean emails, is it, is it M and, capitalization M and T matter? Or is that really matter? Oh, yeah. I'd prefer you just message me on social media. I get too many emails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's message me on social. Social media has been crazy this week. Sorry? Social media has been crazy this week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially with uh, somebody got caught sending some bad stuff to people. You know I'm about. Yeah, no, for sure. I think I think I think we live in very interesting times right now, and it's important to stay focused on what we want to do, especially now. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the future on like on COVID and stuff? Yeah, for sure. So I definitely think about this a lot. I think the idea at the end of the day, if I were to simplify this for people, is COVID is an accelerator. So it's an accelerator in everything, whether it's, you know, shopping trends that we're seeing. So a lot of the times, a lot of people like old people who had never wanted to shop online, now they're forced to, right? So everything, everything that we're supposed to see in 10, 15 years is happening now. So there's an accelerant. 
but it's not just an accelerant for technology. It's also an accelerant for our lives. So what, hap- what happens with most humans is they follow the status quo and then they wake up at 50 and they go, where did my life go? Why did I do all of this? What COVID is great for is it forces everyone to ask the question now because you can't move anymore. So now you're forced to sit down in your house and go, is what I'm doing actually what I should be doing? And hopefully you find some new insights out of that. I never thought about that. So, yeah, because like even before COVID, there was like online shopping. You can, you can like order from grocery stores and you pick it up even before COVID. Now everybody's like forced to do that. And it's like, it's innovating new technologies like this, like FaceTime meetings and what's that? Oh by absolutely yeah that's the thing take advantage of all every opportunity you get I think that's my take so um where can people find you at? yeah so feel free to just message me on instagram if you want to connect i'm at master your talk if you want to check out my youtube channel it's master talk in one word nice every sunday at 4 p.m you got it. Four or four thirty. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> I just post every Sunday. And but there's a bunch of videos already up, so feel free to just check those out. Sure, people. Everybody, hope you guys give him Master Talk a listen, watch some views, comment on how amazing and what you learned in each video. It'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be great. It's yeah. Oh wait, comments are really helpful, aren't they? They are. I mean, it's just great. It's just, it's, it's more just a good reminder to see what yeah. kind of impact you're making. Yeah. Like what works and what doesn't for sure. Absolutely. And I had a great time. I had learned so much from this conversation. I want to thank you so much for coming on and conversation with me. My pleasure, Tanner. Thanks for having me, man. Have a good one, man. You too, brother. Take care. Take care. Well, now that you know where you never should roam, sleep safely, but keep one eye open in case they still follow you home. Thank you for listening to this episode of Monster Legend Podcast. Or to find more information about Monster Legend Podcast, go to monsterlegendpodcast.com or anchor.fm forward slash monsterlegendpodcast. There you can find all episodes and platforms on which the podcast is on, which you can describe, subscribe to. You also can email me with questions that will be answered on the show. Thank you. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious 
extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.